Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Welcome back in. It's Kale and Company on an action-packed Thursday morning. All sorts of news that we have been covering, analyzing, and pontificating on from yesterday. A very, very busy day. What's on the cut sheet? Round number one in the books. <laughs> Normally round two comes up at 9.30, 9.35, but we have so much that we will give you um, bonus coverage yeah, of so Stalker's much. cut sheet. There's so much to go. Uh, 91 LS Exeter says, the rest of the, the cut sheet coming up tomorrow at 6 a.m. <laughs> it's just going to extend into yes. tomorrow's show. That's right. Um, so uh, the Trump town hall and the Ron DeSantis um, and Nikki Haley debate happened simultaneously last night. So we're kind of going back and forth playing playing both of them. And by the way, too, I, I would imagine we'll get ratings either tomorrow or Monday for both of these. Should we take a bet? I was just going to say, do we want to place our wagers oh now as God. to how big Trump was able to uh, defeat the two of them? So let me see here. Nine o'clock. They usually get two two million viewers. For Hannity's, that's right. I'll do uh, I'll do four point three for Fox. Four point three, and I'll do one point two for CNN. So just under four times the yep. amount. That was about the area I was going to go. You said Hannity's roughly about two million viewers a yep. night. Yep. Um, you said four point three. I'm going to go. Let's go. Uh, I'll go. Uh, let me go 4.9 million. Wow, okay. For Trump on Fox. Yep. And Han- uh, so you've got DeSantis plus Nikki Haley. I don't even know who's on CNN at that time. Those numbers are probably in the six figures as far as viewers. I'll go uh, 1.5 million for those right. two. Okay, Don. How many people, I wonder about these power outages because especially oh, in our part of the country and across yeah. the country, Iowa's going mil- through a bunch of stuff too. You know you what were? I mean? Like, right. No, no, Iowa, Iowa, the state of Iowa. Right. Iowa had a huge storm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. They just got, they just that's got, that's what I mean. Like they, yeah. across the country. And they just got TVs and cable in Iowa a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, that's so funny. I thought Greg was saying I went through stuff, no, not Iowa. Iowa. That's yeah. kind of, sorry. Well, we all go through stuff, Don. No, it was saying Iowa. Who's on first? Um, so I wonder with the power storms, how much? I'll, I'll just go five. Five mil for uh, Trump for Fox, and then for CNN. What's their usual? What's the? Uh, it's got to be in the hundred thousand. So yeah. like eight, maybe they do seven, eight hundred thousand. Uh, six seventy nine. Six set. Wow, wow. <laughs> so they don't even break. Right. They don't even break a mill. The they should have right. kept Abby wow. Phillip on. <laughs> according to Dawn, <laughs> the hell with DeSantis and Haley. Uh, so let's go to the Trump uh, town hall. We have some more cuts to play. Uh, the the story was in the news earlier this week about Trump getting foreign donations, foreign money, uh, when he was president. Uh, that was that was addressed. Uh, yesterday uh, with Brett Baer. This is cut fourteen. Phil, go documents that say that nearly eight million dollars in payments to your businesses from foreign governments china included saudi arabia while you were in office they say article one of the constitution says you can't accept money from foreign governments while president would you pledge to divest from your business in the second term as other presidents have done so that's what I, they're that's what yeah, they're reporting i own hotels all over the i don't get free money Somebody rents a hotel room, et cetera, et cetera. Much money I gave back. In fact, I didn't have to do it. You know, George Washington was a very rich man. People don't know that. In his essentially White House, which wasn't built, but they had an office, 
He had a business desk and he had a country desk right next to each other. You're allowed to do that. I didn't do it. I put everything in trust. And if I have a hotel and somebody comes in from China, that's a small amount of money. And it sounds like a lot of money. That's a small. But I was doing services for that. People were staying in these massive hotels, these beautiful hotels, because I have the best hotels. I have the best clubs. I have the best clubs. I have, the, I have great stuff. And they stay there and they pay. Oh my God. I don't get $8 million He's for right, doing though. nothing like Hunter. I don't get I don't get five hundred thousand dollars. I don't get five hundred thousand dollars for doing a painting. It's not a bad idea, I guess, if you can get away with it. <laughs> when I heard that when I said there's no way they get away with that, but they got away with that. I guess they got away with it. Now, uh, we have you know, there was an emoluments lawsuit against me where the radical left sued me for that. And I won the suit. And the judge said they go to his hotels. What's he going to do? There you go. Um, we want to hear more from my. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have the best towels in my hotels. I have oh, the best soaps. The best he does. Have you stayed? Have you been to a Trump hotel? I, I, you know what's weird? I, I was thinking about this as I watched it last night, and I said to myself, "What Trump-owned or branded properties have I ever been to? I've never been to a Trump hotel." I've always wanted to play a lot of Trump golf courses, whether it's in Jersey or Florida, but I never have. The only time I've ever stepped foot in anything that was a Trump property was at his casinos in Atlantic City. Um, so I, I can't speak to that. But the one takeaway I have is when it comes to Trump and money, the left is so infatuated with his business dealings. His Remember for years it was like reveal his taxes. I want to see his taxes. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I'm not infatuated with his money. I don't aren't, care about that. Aren't we talking about Biden and Hunter Biden and their business dealings? I mean, talk about, you know, being infatuated with, with, with business dealings. The reason that Letitia well, James and these folks can, the reason he's, and by, by the way, if I did a big three, which I'm not right now, but they're on Trump watch right now. That proceeding with Enga Moron is going to begin any minute where they're trying to take away the business that he and his family built. But the reason that they can even parse through his paperwork is because it's all legally filed. The reason that they can subpoena the banks that, by the way, say he was fantastic to do business with is because he legally filed. They don't have to go through hoops to find these secret LLCs that are down a rabbit hole shell that companies. they had to shell companies right. and use these special, um, you know, subpoenas to find where's all the money. I mean, right there, that tells you that's shady. Trump never did any of that stuff. That's why they can look through all of his financial dealings and track all of his business dealings and and parse through it. They're having a tough time in Congress even trying to even even with the power of the subpoena to find this stuff. Yeah, I my my whole my whole thing has always been because my mother in law used to obsess over Trump's taxes. I'm like, what do you care about his his business tax? Like to me that that I I look at again. I I try to cut through the noise, and I'm not one of these guys that you know worships Donald Trump. Like I, I voted for Trump. I like his policies. He cracks me up. He's great content. Um, but like this obsession over you know like dude, yes, he's incredibly wealthy and. Um, the difference here, I think, Dawn, you nailed it, is one guy is using his name and his family brand and influence peddling, and we're sitting here and we're wondering, well, what exactly... Because anytime somebody gives you money, it's usually in exchange for a product, a service, or goods. Well, what was exchanged? What did the Bidens offer, Hunter Biden as the uh, the middleman and the peddler and the bad guy for Joe, so to speak, the big guy? What exactly was given? Nobody just gives you money for giving you money. They expect something yes. in return. Agreed. So Agreed. that's uh, that's the difference there. And I, I I agree with you 100% on that, yeah. by the way. 
Um, let's go over to the uh, lesser debate, the, the, the debate for second place. Uh, was, the question to Ron DeSantis is that is, is, is Nikki Haley sufficiently pro-life for a Republican uh, base? Uh, this is going to be cut 20 here, uh, Phil, go. She's, quote, indulged in left-wing tropes and chastised pro-lifers. Do you believe Governor Haley is sufficiently pro-life? I, I think she's been confused on the issue. I think she's trying to speak to different groups with different things. But when she says things like pro-lifers need to stop talking about uh, throwing women in jail, that's a trope. No one I've ever met thinks that that's something that's appropriate. Uh, these women are in vulnerable situations. They don't get any help a lot of times from, from these fathers who you know don't want to be their supportive. A lot of times they don't have resources themselves. So it's a very difficult situation. Uh, and we've got to have compassion for those situations. But I think when she starts bringing that in, that's using the language of the left uh, to try to attack pro-lifers. So I think that that, that is wrong. Um, that is almost verbatim. If you remember two nights ago when uh, DeSantis did his town hall on Fox with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum, that is uh, clearly a memorized um, position to take. I think he's trying to kind of soften what his stance is. Remember, keep in mind the six-week uh, heart bill ban, uh, heartbeat Heartbeat ban. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I think if there's one person that can speak on the issue the best within the GOP on what has clearly been a losing issue since Roe v. Wade, June of 2022, it's Nikki Haley. Yep, agreed. I mean, so that's... This morning, and I sent you guys even um, this. I just emailed you guys earlier this morning. You know, morning, morning. Joe and Nika had a whole like segment on exactly what you're talking about. All the networks have big banners. Trump proud to ban abortion. You know, that's going to be the big, the big takeaway from the town hall last night. Yep. In the mainstream media, I mean. Uh, while this was all going on, Ron DeSantis uh, needed to throw – while this debate about abortion was going on, Ron DeSantis needed to throw in the fact that Donald Trump should be on the stage with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cut 19, Philco. Donald Trump should be on this stage. He owes it to you here in Iowa uh, to explain this change he's had in his positioning, to explain why he has a tough time saying whether a man can become a woman or not, uh, to explain why he wants to build a a billion-dollar-plus big, beautiful new FBI building right in the heart of the swamp in Washington, D.C. He needs to explain why he didn't build the wall uh, and why he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Every candidate needs to earn your vote nobody's entitled to your vote. And he comes in here every now and then, he does his spiel, and then he leaves. I've shown up to all 99 counties because it's important. You're a servant of the people. You are not a ruler over the people. And that's the type of president that I will be for. Well, I actually like the end there of that answer. Uh, you are a servant of the people, not a ruler of the people. I actually like that a lot, to be honest. I did not hear that or see that part at all. I didn't watch any of the CNN debate last night. It was all on Trump. Uh, but I would say this. He, you guys, and I say you guys, you, uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek, Chris Christie, none of you have polled well enough to make it Trump's worthwhile. I, I mean, the reality is he has been up. 35, 40, 45, 50. Trump has said 60 in some polls, up 60 points. There's nothing for him to gain. And I don't think at all that Trump is worried about debating them. And I actually believe that DeSantis truly does want to debate 
Trump. I think I think DeSantis, in his own mind, thinks that he would hold up really well against Trump. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Trump, if Trump showed up, I think he would just... I mean, if he showed up against Nikki Haley, with all due respect to Nikki Haley, it's over for her. He would have buried Chris Christie. Um, I don't know how it would have played out with him and Vivek, because I don't think Vivek would have really wanted to go after Trump, because Vivek's made it kind of his thing to, to be like a mini-Trump and uh, to stroke <laughs> Trump, which is a smart move for somebody that's 38, 39 years old. Um, I really do wish we would have seen a Trump-DeSantis bait. I think it would have been must-see TV, but I do think Trump would win. Um, he Trump was asked about... So he made a comment... Uh, to some interviewer the other day about how he wants, he hopes the economy crashes in the next 12 months because he doesn't want to be Herbert Hoover. Uh, Brett Baer asked him about that comment and and what he meant by that. And this is cut 13, Phil Go. Oh, on an economic shutdown, you said this week in an interview uh, that if there's an economic crash, that you hope it happens now. Yeah. That you don't want to be Herbert Hoover. I don't want to be you're not, you're not saying you're hoping for a crash, just to be clear. No, I think this. I think the economy is horrible, except the stock market's going up. And I think the stock market's, go, market's going up because I'm leading Biden in all of the polls. Every poll, every single poll for the last... With states that normally are not easy to lead. You know, when you're leading in Pennsylvania, you're leading in Michigan, you're leading in uh, Wisconsin. We're leading in virtually every state. And of the swing states, and overall, we're leading by a lot nationwide. But I would say this. Uh, we have a situation which I believe the stock market goes up because I'm leading. I think if I wasn't leading, the stock market would be 25% lower. And I think, frankly, if I didn't win, I think the stock market would crash. Yeah, I but you said the when stock- there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. Well, I think there will be a crash if I don't win. And I say that, and I do not want to be Herbert Hoover. Do you know who Herbert Hoover was? 1929, he was the president, and that was not a good time to be. I don't want to be Herbert Hoover, and I won't be Herbert Hoover. <laughs> I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. 19, you get all emphatic about the date, too. 1929. Um, if you've, we gave you some of those projections. Um, I think you guys were on vacation uh, the week uh, leading into Christmas, and one of the, uh, I think it was J.P. Morgan or some financial guy gives his top uh, you know, projections, and he's projecting the, I forget the guy's name now, projecting the worst crash uh, since the Depression. I, I don't think we're going to head down that road, but, I mean, my God. Uh, Say a prayer. You know, we when we were in over the summer, we actually visited the Herbert Hoover Presidential Library and Museum because we were in Iowa for the Special Olympics this summer. Oh, that's right. And I didn't know the whole history of him. Mm -hmm. And so it was funny to me when Trump brought that up, because the truth is he actually was a good guy, pretty good president. We learned all about that history. But, yeah, he was thrown under the bus and blamed for everything that he came right when he came into office. Mm -hmm. Boom, this happened. Right. And then he had to deal with all of it. And so it was under his watch that all these things that he inherited. Right. Happened. Well, you know what would happen if I mean if Trump gets elected and then the 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 the, the, the market crashes to, to twelve days later, mainstream media will be labeling him as the reason for it. Yep. Uh, one more from the Trump uh, town hall. Brett Baer confronted Trump over his bedlam remark. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he he had said something to the effect of that if if the Supreme Court uh, decides uh, the twenty twenty four 
election, there's going to be bedlam or something something along those lines. And Brett Baer wanted to – he asked him straight up, can you say political violence is never acceptable? This is cut 15, Phil. Go. Is You seem to issue a warning that if in the courts and even the U.S. Supreme Court, if they didn't treat you fairly, that maybe there would be bedlam in the country. Use that word, bedlam in the country. And in the last two days, at the same time, in the last two speeches, President Biden is focusing his campaign on the threat to democracy and political violence. Take a listen. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable. By the way, if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, the Chiron says Valley Forge, PA. I know. Yep. Still get it wrong. <laughs> this is clearly a focus of the Biden campaign. So can you say tonight that political violence is never acceptable? Well, of course, that's right. And of course, I'm the one that had very little of it. Take a look at wars again. I didn't start. I wasn't involved in wars. We beat the hell out of ISIS. We won 100 percent. We brought our troops back home. Look at look at the violence that we've had. Look at the violence we have recently right but when you say bedlam what do you mean i think you say bedlam i think you look at joe biden it's bedlam you have a man who can't lead you have a man who can't find his way off a stage after he makes a speech that lasts for about two minutes now i think bedlam is joe biden i think that he's using this this is just a political ploy trump is a dictator he wants to be a dictator you know, it's interesting. I did a show, Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of him? He's a very nice man. And he said, essentially, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? Tell me. I think he was trying to give me a nicer question than maybe you guys would. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. So, so you weren't press, saying no, that no. The and courts- the press picks it up. So I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. They cut it. They go, I'm going to be a dictator. But they cut the rest of the sentence. No, no. I am not going to be a dictator. I'm going to manage like we did. We were so successful that the country was coming together. It was actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see, and we're going to do that again. All right, let's, let's bring By in... By the way, that's why I have the poll numbers that I have, because the people, uh, I think this audience is an example. I mean, I asked, I asked a question. I said, how many people came last night? How many people came the night before? And I got a very honest answer. Not many compared to what we have. We had a great crowd and have a great crowd. We want to hear from some more. Yep, the media, they they love to take little snippets and then run with it. Bedlam. It has been bedlam under Joe Biden. It's been utter chaos. I mean, perfect example. The Secretary of Defense has prostate cancer and nobody knows he's in the ICU. I think that qualifies as chaos and bedlam. I I mean, can you imagine if that happened under the Trump administration for five straight days? They'd impeach him again. There you go. That'll do it for What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2. I believe we'll have a Part 3 coming uh, up. Here. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe not. Maybe we spilled our bucket. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you go. We've been doing the Cut Sheet since last Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> we will come back, wrap up uh, the fourth and final hour of the show. We'll kick off the 9 o'clock hour with a big three from Dawn, and then we'll get to some of your calls. Uh, I see some people waiting on hold. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210. Back after this. I want to ask you something, please. Don't go another year compromising. Compromising because you're suffering in pain, that pain in your knees, maybe your shoulder. I want you to call QC Kinetics. Do this now. 
QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. It's awesome. Your body has everything it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers have treated tens of thousands of satisfied patients all across America and across our region. Remember, um, I told you, you know, I visited the QC Kinetics at KOP, King of Prussia. Uh, Those board-certified QC Kinetics providers are awesome. Their patients are thrilled telling me that they feel like a new person because they used to suffer back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury. So this isn't a Band-Aid. It's revolutionary stuff, non-surgical. Just call QC Kinetics. Put this on the calendar for yourself and get that free consultation. 215-999-3000. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.